Making big decisions can feel tough. When it comes time to make one, we tend to put them off. We often think that the longer we take to think about it, the better our decisions get. However, Dr. Cashy points out that waiting to make big decisions creates its own set of problems. Big decisions create monkeys on our backs. In reality, the longer we wait to make a big decision, the more we want it to just go away. When this happens, we increase the chances of settling for the very thing we wanted to avoid. Roll the intro! And welcome to <sighs> Coffee with Cashy. I am your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy, and on today's episode, we're getting spicy again. We're getting spicy again. On today's episode, we're talking on some interesting decision-making science. Do I decide now, or do I wait for something better? Some cool science on this. Should you seize the day, or do, do good things come to those who wait? Such interesting trick questions, I think. I love interesting trick questions. They're inherently ridiculous. <laughs> uh, language like that is fun. Why? Because decisions like that are inherently ridiculous and always depend, right? Questions like that, rather. They're, they're inherently ridiculous and always depend. For instance, it is widely believed that the more time you take, the better chance you have of making a better decision, right? I think this is a classic case of something being 99% right and 100% wrong. Yes, being ridiculously impulsive and making decisions at random is probably a silly idea. However, this also misinforms the opposite, assuming that if you wait to make a decision that it's an inherently better one. Deep down, Dr. Cashy knows you, thinks, you, you do think this is BS as well, although it's a great way to put off being responsible and making yourself better, isn't it? <laughs> It's impossible to have all the information all the time, and for that reason, when you're presented with a decision, one of the first things that comes to mind is, do I make the decision now, or do I wait for something better to come along? This is further validated by a harvard Zurich combo team. They just recently published a study in the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences affirming my bias, and I love it when that happens. Their cognitive science testing has mounting evidence that people use a straightforward but often misleading linear threshold model of decision-making. In other words, the longer you wait to make a decision, the more likely you're going to settle for something less, have to deal with what's left, and what is left, you're going to be trading more for it. At first glance, I think the lesson can look like, go with your gut, right? Uh, and for the sake of my argument, I also think that's totally wrong. Impulsive decisions, like I said before, are on the opposite side of this spectrum, okay? Ironically, the avoidance of impulsive decision-making is the typical way people delude themselves into thinking that taking more time to make a decision removes the impulsivity. When funny enough, Dr. Cashy posits the opposite is true. By delaying, you just take an impulsive decision now, and then as the clock ticks down, you force an even more impulsive decision later. <laughs> Your decision-making capacity over time, on average, gets worse. In other words, all think about it is actually delaying a delaying act of self-sabotage. It, in and of itself, does nothing. Practically, it makes things worse. To that end, Dr. Cashy also posits that time in and of itself is independent of a good decision. In fact, the best decisions come with the best information. And if you do wait, 
then all of the information you do have at your disposal, it feels wronger and wronger the longer you wait. <laughs> think back to a few multiple choice tests you had in school. I think that communicates a point simply. The longer you stare at all the answers, the worse they all look. And in the end, you just pick one impulsively and hope for the best. <laughs> you only need the information you need to make a decision. Even though broken clocks are right twice a day, arbitrary waiting and delays are an act of self-sabotage. Saying nonsensical self-sabotaging things like, I need more time and I'll think about it. Justify procrastination, delay momentary discomfort, show safety-seeking behavior, avoiding commitment, or otherwise show indecisive behavior. It's always your silver bullet to rebut or rebut any important decision and say something vague like, I'll think about it, to skirt the responsibility. What this means is I can make the decision, but I'm choosing not to. <laughs> yeah. To that end, Dr. Cashy asserts there are two main reasons to avoid decision-making. Fear of failure, thinking less of yourself if the outcome is different than the story you tell yourself. Fear of rejection, others thinking less of you if the outcome is different than the story you tell yourself, sometimes both. All of these options, both of these options, assume two ridiculous things. One, you assume your negative predictions are accurate, and two, the loss of status with yourself and others, if it occurs at all, is permanent. Forget about life being on a continuum of learning and changing and growing. If the future is mismatched from your phenomenal cosmic prophecy, then the world is quite obviously ending. Time, obviously, in these cases, solves nothing. In fact, in most every instance, the net result is worse because you've turned your brain into tapioca and let other other opportunities pass you by while ruminating on this. And when you think about the same thing over and over, getting nowhere for whatever reason, people also call that overanalyzing, as if to put a productive label on their indecisiveness. What a time to be alive. <laughs> the human brain operates a little bit differently. When you feel overwhelmed, you'll automatically go into a binary way of thinking unless you're trained otherwise, right? Yes or no, good or bad. It's a bit tough to overanalyze with that data set, I gotta say. So what's really happening here? Well, I guess we kinda already discussed what it means, so let's put both of our operationalized conditions together here. This ends up translating to, I fear failure, I fear rejection, I can make the decision, and I choose not to. Hmm, hmm. It's easy to think that way when you think the outcome of any decision is a permanent irrevocable stain on your life. That's exhausting. I'd avoid all of my decisions if I thought that way too. Good grief. Wouldn't you avoid all of the decisions that you made if, if like you operationalized your decisions that way? Maybe if you take a step back, it might show. In fact, I think you only succeed in putting yourself into a hilariously exhausting and paradoxical loop. In other words, or rather, in, in, as a different question, why is stressing about making a good decision paradoxical? It makes perfect sense, right? You want to make the best decision. Well, it's paradoxical because you can only know if it's a good decision after you make it. 
Demanding a guarantee before you act only guarantees that the opportunity will pass you by. Instead of demanding a guarantee, either from yourself or others, it's better to operate as if you've made the decision already. That way you can free up your mental energy for contingencies. Practically what that means is people put all their mental energy into making decisions instead of maximizing the outcome. This confuses Dr. Cashy and he wants to help you, okay? Think about it this way. If I avoid a decision, then I can fantasize day and night about how everything will turn out bad. Say that again. If I avoid a decision, then I can fantasize day and night about how everything will turn out badly, poorly, okay? About how bad everything will turn out. If I make a decision, it's in my best interest to make the most of the decisions I make. Okay, one more time. If I avoid a decision, then I can fantasize day and night about how bad everything will turn out. If I make a decision, then it's in my best interest to make the most of the decision I make. There we go, okay? Also, if you're scared, apprehensive, or ambiguous about making a decision now, then if you wait into the future, you simultaneously delude yourself into thinking, well, if I wait for the future to come, then I can see the results of the decisions I've put off and then somehow retroactively make the right decision. And when you play the scenarios out, there are three likely paths, okay? But what it comes down to is that people think waiting leads to more information. Dr. Cashy says more information leads to more information. If you delay an important decision and it goes on the back burner until you're confronted with making the decision again, what happens? Well, you've put yourself in exactly the same position again, right? You have to make, an, uh, you, you have to make a brash decision in the now again. Except now it's even more stressful because it's a repeat of the first experience, the buildup of all the stress in the background. You have fewer options, and what options there are will take more resources from you. Ooh. The reality is that as the clock ticks, your expectations and your standards go down. And you miss out on viable opportunities along the way. So the longer you wait, the more likely you'll settle for something that you were avoiding to begin with making big purchases, going places, the people you're surrounded by, the people you choose to be with, succeeding in your career. See how avoiding some of those decisions forces you to settle, lower your standards, or miss out on opportunities? So what's the best time to make a decision? What is the best decision to make? In many questions, I actually think, in, in many instances, I actually think those questions are moot. Uh, both of them are impossible to know until after the situation is played out. Philosophically, a decision is only good or bad after the outcome becomes clear. The outcome is only clear after the outcome has passed, okay? Good decisions only happen in hindsight. If the fear of making a decision goes away, then the opportunity goes with it. For that reason, Dr. Kashi sits back and suggests putting your mental energy into engineering the outcome rather than stressing on what decision to make when, if it's the best time, do I wait for something later, all right? Engineer the outcome of the decision that you do make. Even if you do make the perfect decision at the perfect time, both of those are for nothing if you use all of your resources and energy during the decision-making process. <laughs> this defeats the purpose because the decision is a path you choose, right? In the end, it's about you and the team at your back to engineer the outcome. So if you want some extra help engineering your outcome, then make sure to let Dr. Cashy know. He always has your back.
Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Kashi? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Kashi is out! <laughs>